0: Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of
1: our force. He's also slowly turning into, like, an albino. Yeah. He has, like, uh, what Michael Jackson had or something along those lines. He he did did old kids. No, he's just turning into, like, a fucking, like, his skin. And, like, he also denies that, too. He denies that he's turning white. Yeah. I I believe I've seen him say that. Yeah,
2: he's, like, Dominican or something, and he's, like... Yes. he's Yeah, and he's, like, I love America and blah, blah, blah. And people are, like, what? Like, you're just turning yourself white. And he's, like, no. Yeah, exactly. He denies that. That's what I love about him, though. Like, he hit a shit ton of home runs. He did a fuck ton of steroids. And that man will never admit it. And I love the disrespect, honestly.
1: Well, that's the American dream, right? Is to be so successful that you literally never have to tell the truth. Like he's not, he's not required to say shit about anything now.
2: Exactly. He's just living high on the hog, you know, as a bajillionaire or whatever. From like a little kid from the Dominican playing baseball. Like that's crazy. You know,
1: when you get to a certain like, like tax bracket, you're allowed to like, just gaslight the country. Yeah. Like once you pass into that upper tax bracket, Whatever you say is basically reality, and like yeah. you're allowed to just get away with saying it
2: exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wanted to talk to you guys uh, on the pod about a book that I just finished today. I read like over a 100 pages to finish it today. Um, and it's uh, remember when I talked to you guys about um, the Kurt Vonnegut book, Slaughterhouse Five, and how like it was uh, uh, this like uh, anti war novel that's like like it was incredible do you remember when i talked to you guys about that i know yeah i remember you told me about that yeah um so i read another kurt Vonnegut book um before i go into it there's this podcast i listen to called fuck boys of literature and like there's one of the hosts what she does is she like takes classic literature and she like explains that there's like fuck boys and it's like a gender neutral term they're like okay there's like can be fuck girls or whatever um But one of the things that she said on Twitter was that her favorite book was this Kurt Vonnegut book and it was called mother night. And I'm like, all right, I've never, uh, you know, I, I went to, uh, uh, when I bought Slaughterhouse five and I I liked it enough that I wanted to read some of his other stuff. So I went and bought like three books that were some of the best rated on Goodreads. And I bought mother night breakfast of champions and, um, cat's cradle. So, I was like fuck it, let's just buy 3 of them. Anyway, th- this was before she said anything. And she said Mother Night is the best is my favorite book and it's also the best representation of like in the mind of a Nazi. Right?
1: Okay. Cool.
2: It's not Kurt gets not a Nazi obviously, but like he uh he writes this book called Mother Night and it's about this One of the top Nazi propagandists, it's about, I think he's a, I'm pretty sure he's a fictional character. His name is um, Howard Campbell Jr. He, he is, works under, uh, uh, who's that propaganda Nazi guy, Goebbels? Uh, um,
1: Well, Julius Stryker was like the most uh, kind of, like like Nazi propagandist number one. But Goebbels was the minister of propaganda.
2: Yeah, so he works under him. And he's a, he's an expat. He's a, an American who lived in Germany and all this shit. Right. Um, but the reason I wanted to talk about it was like, it was, uh, really interesting. Cause it's a book that kind of like shows the, um, the dangers of centrism. Yeah. He, the, the, the character of like, uh, Campbell jr. Is like the pinnacle of like, I don't believe in either party. I'm just going with the flow. And like it shows that because he's a he's a double agent, so he works like for the American government, and he sends out things. And there's a scene in it where he goes to his handler, and his handler's like, uh, he calls the handler calls him a Nazi, and he's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "I'm not a Nazi. Why are you like whatever?" He says, "Yes, you are." Like he said, you said those things, and he's like, "Oh, you know, I was doing that for like the war effort." And he's like. Really, yeah. He's because like there's p- points in the book where he keeps saying like uh, he meets like a neo-Nazi like in America, and he's like yeah. he's or I guess not a neo-Nazi because it's like the '60s, but he meets a a Nazi, right? And the Nazis like saying this stuff, and he's like, it's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard, and I would know because I wrote it. Type stuff. So it's kind of right. like the dangers of like centrism and and what's what I did find was she, she was right in this regard. She said it boils down like a Nazi's mindset so well, because the neo-Nazi has this, um, this bodyguard and he's a black guy and they call him the black Fuhrer. Right. Okay. And so this other guy is a uh, father something. I can't father James. He's a Catholic. And so, Throughout the book, he's saying like the Catholic church is secretly run by the Jews and like the Aryan race is superior right. and all this stuff. And there's a there's an agent that busts down the door and he's like, but you're hanging out with a, a, a black guy and a Catholic the people you propose to hate. Do you hate them? He goes, no. And He's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, he said, the reason I don't hate him is because we all know that there is uh, something inherently wrong with America and i was like oh fuck like he's you know like he his ideology of like hating these people is just because he hates like his own life and hates how like america's run and shit uh, and just yeah. has this weird like notion of like well there's good black people and there's good catholics but the whole of black people and the whole of catholics are evil right um and to to keep it a long story short uh, there's this other scene with the guy who's called the Black Fuhrer. And he's like, um, he's like, yeah, I just side with him. Cause he like, uh, I just side with the Nazis because they, they have a point. Like there, there is a race that's superior and the race that's superior are colored people. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I fought with the Japanese during world war two. And he's like, because the Japanese, he said, even though we got along with the Nazis, He's like they did, We didn't agree a hundred percent. He said, "Trust me." He's like the people of color are going to win. He said, "I fought in the the uh, I fought in China and mainly in China." He said, "So your whole point of like being a person of color and fighting with Japan is to go attack other people of color." And he goes, "Chinese people aren't people of color."
1: Yeah, there you go. So wait, so <clears throat> you're saying the Black Fuhrer was like a fan of the Japanese?
2: Yeah, he fought with the Japanese in World War Two.
1: No, so he fought with them. He wasn't yeah. like an American fighting against them. He was fighting with the Japanese.
2: Yes, he's an he's an expat like the main character, but like in, in Japan. Okay, and he goes That's and he, he he fights in China, and he, that that was like my favorite line of the book. I actually chuckle at that when he was like, "Chinese people aren't people of color." It's <laughs> like
1: what the fuck. Which is yeah. So like, what does he does he consider them white? it's interesting or, or well, like, well,
2: the, it's the inherent hypocrisy, right? Because he's saying yeah. that the Japanese are people of color, but the Chinese aren't because he agrees with the Japanese imperialism, whereas he doesn't yeah. agree with the Chinese. Right. So
1: also the Japanese would be like, Oh, we aren't people of color either because we're literally descended from the sun. You fucking, you know, mongrel, like, yeah. like their whole thing is that like their imperial line goes back to like a sun God, and so they're all descendants of that, and so everyone else, specifically Chinese people, are dogs. You know, in comparison to them.
2: Right. Yeah. Exactly. It was a great book, though. I highly recommend it to everybody. It, it had a uh, it had a very haunting ending, is what I'm going to say. It was very like, oh shit. Uh, yeah, and it just like shows that centrism literally will destroy your life, which it destroyed this guy's life. Yeah.
0: So does most of the book take take place during World War II or after it.
2: So um it it's like a frame it's not a frame story but it's like a uh kind of like how Frankenstein is written in letters it's the the fictional character of Henry Campbell Jr. writing a book while in prison about what he does.
0: Oh, and what does he end up in prison for being a Nazi?
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. He's in a he's in Israel. Oh, damn, okay. That's not like the very beginning of the book, but
1: Matt, I was gonna tell you that was um <clears throat> if he was in American prison, I would have been like fake, fake news. Yeah, uh, that didn't happen. But yeah, Israel, yeah.
2: There's yeah. an Ep- there's a guy named Epstein in it too. He's a doctor. Hmm, doctor like Epstein. Ep- he's
1: like a pediatrician.
2: No, he's not a pediatrician, but he it is kind oh. of funny because like all throughout the thing, like he's saying like uh you know he goes and he's like uh do you he was in uh auschwitz right him and his mom and he keeps saying like i don't remember auschwitz so i don't give a fuck like all throughout he's like i'm a physician not a jew like what jesus yeah
1: I'm, i can't get over the um the theory that the catholic church is run by jews <laughs> yeah that's just so funny to me like like, um, like this, like, fucking because, like, the Pope, like, was pretty chummy with, like, um, like, you know, the fascist kind of rot, like, surge in the 20th century. Like, he, uh, like, wh- whichever, like, the Vatican itself was, like, anti communist and was, like, uh, encouraging of, like, a anti communist, like, alliance or whatever. I'm pretty sure they even, like, uh, the po- the whatever current Pope. Like met with Mussolini, I want to say, or even Hitler, it was mm-hmm. something like that where it basically played host to fascists to be like, yeah, we gotta stop those communists. Um, but like, the idea of like Hitler goes to meet the Pope and the Pope's like, man, you're really you're really giving it to those communists. Keep it up, and Hitler's well, you know, it's a big deal. We got need some help, and the Pope's like, Oi they, and
2: he's like, <laughs> 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 What'd you yeah. say? yeah. <laughs> Uh but uh, just, yeah uh, it's a great book highly recommend.
1: Okay, and it's called what again?
2: It's called Mother Night by Kurt Vonnegut Jr.
1: Mother Night. Okay. Um that reminded me of the the Stephen King uh like like it's not a short story but it's it's a novella, right? Um about this kid who like you know is learning about the Holocaust. And then goes to, like talk to his elderly neighbor and realizes that his neighbor's a Nazi who's like hiding out. And the kid's like, you know, oh, uh, I'm gonna, I won't turn you in if you tell me the truth about the Holocaust. <laughs> and so he tells him the truth, and the kid becomes a serial killer, and is like trying to like carry on like the Nazi, whatever, whatever. The the point of the story is that don't talk to your elderly neighbors.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like I was gonna, I was gonna say for 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 a minute there, you're talking about Stephen King, and I just thought of that. Uh, what is that fucking um, reading Rainbow or whatever? It's like they jump inside books or whatever, and I was like, what if they jumped inside like Night by Eli Vazell? Right <laughs> like, Take a look inside the book, <laughs> going to Auschwitz.
1: <laughs> fucking Labar L- Burton having to like like this did, this like. Um, like, describe to kids like the fucking true form of Pennywise.
2: Like, they just oh jump into God.
1: like the fucking the whatever it is the deadlights or whatever. And he's like, "Listen, kids, this is <laughs> what we call a Lovecraftian nightmare. It's inconceivable did, to the human mind." Did you
2: guys see that like dumbass take where it was? Uh, should we consider Harry Potter as part of Holocaust canon?
1: I remember that. Yeah.
2: And my only response was, "We have a Holocaust canon." I had no fucking clue. <laughs> like, even as an English major, I'm like, "There's a Holocaust
1: canon? What?" I guess it's just it's just like Holocaust literature. I guess like yeah, just, like Dyer Van Frank and like Knight. and like and Primo Levi and and others like
2: yeah. But also like, like that, but. isn't that peak like neoliberalism though? It's just like. Hey, you know, this, um, this is about good versus evil, you know, like let's go ahead and just make a, or this is about the chosen boy or something. So we have to make it part of the Holocaust canon.
1: I mean, Harry Potter is basically, and this is an old take, so I'm not even like being so clever, but it's basically like, okay, wizard Nazis are back and they take over the ministry, which is basically the Weimar Republic And then J.K. Rowling's conception of it is like, oh, um, see, the way to beat the Nazis is just just to remake the Weimar Republic because obviously there was nothing inherent to it that allowed the Nazis to take power or anything like that. There's no structural weaknesses or political uh, blunderings that led to that. Obviously, you just need to, like, do it again and, and make it better. Honestly.
2: Well, so, like, so J.K. Rowling's like, racism is bad except against the, the Chinese. I'm going to name her Cho Chang.
1: Yeah, she's like, who's my one Asian character? Like, fucking, like, bonsai Zen Buddhism. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. Leave me alone. Like, people are like, why aren't there more people of color in your book? She's like, okay, I'll give you one. Here's yeah. a fucking Indian woman. Her name is, like like, Here's, something... She- Something it's, Mombasa. There you go, <laughs> fuckheads. Shut the fuck up.
2: Yeah, Ganesh, Ganesha.
1: Yeah, whatever. like just yeah. Here's your representation. You know, here's introducing up, introducing
2: know. Cho Chang's boyfriend. It's Chin Chin.
1: Yeah, it's just just all like uh, iterations of the same fucking basic stuff. Um, I was going to say that like I would have had more respect for Rowling if the book ended with with Harry like single handedly like toppling the ministry and becoming declaring himself like God King or something like that would have been cool if he was like, Oh, see the, the weak liberal democracy was no match for fascism. So I'll, I'll bring the Kaiser back, you know, (laughs) I'll return, you know, I'll return it to our, our, our magnificent Imperial glory. That would be cool. Right. I'd respect that, but no, it's just like, yeah, we just need the right people to be in charge because obviously it's not structures that like lead to this stuff. It's just individual people.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like, you know, the whole, like we always talk about aesthetics, right. But that's the whole like thing about, uh, about, about Stacey Abrams, right. Like I wanted to talk about her a little bit and her, uh, her open, (laughs) her open defeat about not being Joe Biden's vice president. what'd she say she didn't say anything there was a video of her and you just see like when he's like uh, you wanted to be on with Stacey Abram and like you wanted to say something to her and you have like a surprise for her and she's like kind of like brightens up for a minute there and he's like I just think she's a great you know advocate for voting rights and for uh, against voting fraud and blah 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 and then like there's a clip of it where they just cut out like the rest, like the news anchor and Joe Biden and just show her panel. And you can see like the color like drain from her face. Like you could see her just being like, Oh fuck. He's not going to choose me as VP. <laughs> like she's so well, disappointed.
1: She keeps it very, like the video I, to me was reminiscent of you're receiving like bad news but you're trying your very best to not show on your face like a reaction to it. It's like when I've like been told before in the past that like, you know, oh, well, we were considered your application, you didn't get the job, right? One of the very few times I've gotten like personally rejected over something, right? Like you just try to keep this face of like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, oh yeah, this is devastating and and is making my insides twist in and out, but I'm going to like just – keep this dumb awestruck look on my face so you don't notice that's basically her face which is like you just hear joe biden rambling like you know Stacey, she uh you know when we go out to vote uh we uh we need to uh thank our lucky stars that uh stacy uh abrams is out there protecting us and then, like as he's like mumbling about this she's just like her fate like she, yeah, very clearly realizes. Oh, he's not picking me. He's just giving this like whatever, like this uh platitude about how I'm like, you know, a great defender of spe- of voting rights or whatever.
2: You I know. mean, she she very clearly sold out. I mean, like, and it's just it's literally aesthetics, right? Like, like we were saying that, like, uh, I mean, I don't know, Josh, did you see this the fucking uh Stacey Abrams picture and her in the cape? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, check it out. I don't know necessarily how to look for it. It was on Twitter.
1: It was making the rounds.
2: Someone photoshopped Joe Biden sniffing her hair in the background, which is pretty <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, Josh, look it up and share it. Um, uh, I was going to say, like, um, first of all, um, as far as Stacey Abrams goes, she really, I mean, honestly, for her right now, it's probably better for her that she didn't win Governor. Like that was probably better for her career. Yep, that's it. Right now, um, that she did not become governor because I uh, Matt, you said she sold out. She like appeared at events with like fucking Michael Bloomberg. Yeah, she yeah. sold out. Um yeah. and because uh, right now what she's riding on is Oh, the election was stolen. Like her, her, her talking point. That's what you, Bo, uh, like Bo Biden, Joe Biden was going on about. <laughs> Bo uh, Biden, was that, yeah,
2: yeah, Hey everybody, I'm Bo Biden, and I'm kicking flip. It's like a bed or There's O'Rourke, the Bo Biden. Like... Right there was.
1: He's dead. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. That's the good dead Biden son. Good riddance. Um, am I right? Anyway, uh, the father of Bo Biden. Uh, was was you know, <laughs> going on about how Stacey's a defender of voting rights, or whatever. And It's like that's really because, like, if you look at like outside of that, I don't like you don't know jack shit about her. Like, she does not really have a brand outside of that because in the race, Brian Kemp basically just stole it because he was, you know, uh, you know, basically the guy counting the votes in a race where he was running. So yeah, like, but that's all she's got to go on now. Right, because like before, it's like oh, she's a progressive challenger for governor, but it's like you don't really know much outside of her, outside of that. You well, know, I don't know.
2: Like, okay, so she was she was hanging palling around with Mike Bloomberg, but I saw her. There was like a church or something, and people were like bitching that she was at this particular church. I don't know, like what happened. I don't remember because like my memory is just like absolute shit right now. But like, um, I'll look it up, Stacy yeah in the
1: rooms. Josh. Yeah. What?
2: what do you think of that picture by the way since this is your first time seeing it live reaction on the pod
0: yeah um so where was this like what's the context of this photo
2: they do tweeted know where it featured it's, she tweeted it's out the,
1: well right? it's from her like washington post like yeah thing right like they did like a a profile on her uh which is like if, it just reminded me so much of the profile they did for, like, Beto O'Rourke where he's uh, standing in the middle of a road next to a truck and his dog is looking sad in the background and it's just like, Beto O'Rourke, born for this. Or, like, Pete Buttigieg who's, like, adjusting his, like, whatever collar and it's like a policy wonk with sex appeal. Oh, look at him. Don't you just want to fuck this rat? Um mm-hmm. And now, her, which is like, we're going to shoot her like she's the fucking superhero. <laughs> like she's whatever, the phantom. Like we're just not going to show her. <laughs> she's going to be standing sh- sh- shoud- uh, shrouded in shadow, a cape. Like, I, I yeah. It's, um, a, a, yeah, very aesthetic in the sense that, um, like, you know, like it's almost perfect that you don't see her face. Like, so you don't really know who she is. You just see this image. And that's because that's like what you need to see is just this carefully constructed image they've made of her, like her substance and what she actually does doesn't really matter at that point. She looks like a superhero. So you can be like, here you go. Eat the, eat the shit, you know?
2: Yeah. Eat the shit that they're shoveling towards you. Yeah.
0: When I was searching for the, uh, so it was a profile in the Washington post that they did that photo. And I have to say like, As just a photo, it's pretty good. It's one of the better ones I've seen just because, you know, it like it is like a superhero, but you realize it's pandering and it's trying to create this like it's, it's like not earned, you know, it's all these photos. Like the reasons why they're so ridiculous is because there's no like weight behind them. They're just flashy photos and and not a lot of substance. But when I was searching for the source, I came across this Fox news article where it says Ben Shapiro rips WAPO profile of non-entity Abrams, quote, your pathetic, stupid, terrible media. And I'm like, L- leave it to Ben Shapiro just to, you know, timely chime in uh, his opinions because we all really care what he has to say these days. Um, I don't remember, like, like why is Ben Shapiro even featured on Fox News still? I Maybe does he still have, like, a huge following? I thought that movement was, like, kind of dying out.
1: Who's got a huge
0: following? Ben Shapiro. Because he he did a, uh, he like mocked the Washington Post profile on Stacey Abrams, um, saying like the Stacey Abrams is a non entity, which he's not wrong to say she like, he said, but she is still being heralded as the next big thing. And it's like, that's the problem with all these conservative talking heads or YouTube. Critics, where it's like there's a hint of truth. Like, yeah, we agree she's a non-entity, but like Ben Shapiro's saying it because he like doesn't like black people and hates the media, and we're just saying it because we don't like liberalism. Like, there's a different fundamental difference between Ben's take and our take on it.
2: Also, apparently, yeah. fucking cunt d- decided to work with Republicans in 2011 to cut funding for Hope. Yeah. And she's also a a Yale Law School graduate. So I think we can uh, all agree. Uh, I think we can all, uh, you know, tip our fedoras and say m'ladies to Stacey Abrams. And by that, I mean, practice toxic masculinity.
1: I mean, like, I mean, it does reveal her class interest. And I think that um, it's, there's a personal annoyance with it in the sense that we are, you know, all in Georgia. And she was going to be potentially someone to unseat republican as governor in georgia which you know regardless of like her now anyway her kind of <clears throat> um selling out like that would have been cool i would have liked to see that um specifically because of brian kemp because i couldn't fucking stand i can't fucking stand him and all his commercials uh you know which interrupted my jeopardy time were grating on my nerves so yeah i was really looking forward to seeing him gone um but no, we don't get that. We get her. And um, yeah, I, as far as like her being a non-entity, I know she does have um, uh, some organization. I think it's called – I'm looking at it now. Yeah, um, Fair Fight, which is like a, like a voter registration thing that she formed after the election, which, which again, uh, I say that her losing was probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. for her career anyway, because she can kind of transition that into like fighting for like voter rights or whatever. Uh, cause bef- like, I don't know, like, cause I feel like as governor of Georgia, she might've just disappeared into like the background, but you know, now she has this, uh, kind of very national platform. Cause like voter registration and voter rights and all that shit is like a national thing. Like, you know, pretty much every state needs to do better. Um, like the kind of levels of like voting suppression that going on that's going on all over. It's pretty ab- abysmal. Jesus Christ. I'm <laughs> drowning in phlegm over here. <clears throat> so um, that was, pro- yeah, like I said, like it's probably and like now she basically gets free. Um, and it's like not even her fault to an extent. I think how like the kind of establishment now is like, Here's our like they're holding her like she's like a trinket to them. Like here's our progressive black woman. You know, anytime we need to talk about who we can put in this position, we'll just kind of hold dangle her out there. Be like, Oh, look at this. Here she is. We've got one, right? You can't call us racist. We have one. See? Look at her right here. Joe's not racist. See, he's considering her, even though he's not gonna do it. (laughs) Even though he fucking he fucking um whatever spiked that football on uh, live television so <laughs> yeah joe they're gonna bring joe out onto like fucking cnn and they're like here's joe's gonna tell us who he's getting who he's picking as his vice president all right joe tell us who's gonna be the vice president and joe's gonna you know start drooling and be like i'm happy you know when people ask me who's gonna Joe, who's going to be your number two? I say I haven't gone number two. I, I'm my diaper's empty, and they're like, "No, Joe, what's, who's your vice president?" And he'll be like, "Well, I'm proud to. Like, people ask me to pick a woman, so I'm proud to announce my wife, Dr. Joe Biden, as my <laughs> as my vice president." And yeah, he's going to run him his his wife, Dr. Joe Biden.
2: So uh, Trump tweeted today: "Crazy Bernie Sanders is not a fighter. He gives up too easy." The dimm establishment gets Alfred E. Newman, Mayor Pete, and at Amy Klobuchar to quit and endorse Sleepy Joe before Super Tuesday and gets Pocahontas to stay in the race, taking thousands of votes from Bernie. He would have beaten Sleepy Joe in a landslide every state if these events didn't happen. Even if Warren just dropped out, he would have easily won. Dems did it to him with Crooked Hillary and now even more so, dot, dot, dot. And Bernie doesn't even complain. Vote for Trump on trade better than BS.
0: <laughs> Damn, why does a king have to be right?
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> is, that is so depressing on how – I mean that's literally what happened, right? That's literally what happened. That's the – and Trump's See, not even Trump, –
2: Trump's the, coming in with like – throwing these fucking, throwing the shade just like left and right, like nobody's business. And then Nancy Pelosi's like, you're a fat dumb doo-doo head. And he's like Mr. Tweety. And
0: claps and goes Yas Queen. Like,
2: yeah. like so
0: many people on Twitter were like, you know this is why Nancy Pelosi's the greatest woman of all time because she called Donald Trump a big fat <laughs> Cause duty duty cause head. She's
1: a fucking bitch. That's, <laughs> like that's their that's their uh, there's a good tweet from a guy who's like she, like, called Trump fat with, like, the venom that white women usually reserve for their daughters, which is, like <laughs> – and that's exactly – but, like, that's their benchmark for if a woman is good and cool to them. It's, like, is she just, like, a bitch and, like, fat shames people? <laughs> it's, but, like, like she's yeah, super yeah, catty you know? to other politicians?
2: Yeah. You can't beat the master, though. I mean, we have to admit that Trump's the master of, like, uh, doing the nickname game. I mean, Sleepy Joe, come on. And, and Twitter, e. Newman. too. I think Trump is
0: a master of Twitter. If if Trump's presidency was, like, benchmarked on how good his tweets were, he'd be one of the best presidents of all time because oh, yeah. he's, he definitely great greatest, wrong.
2: he's the greatest comedian that we've ever had, honestly. Now, as an actual
0: politician, you know, he's miserable, and I don't even think he likes the job. But when it comes to the Twitterverse, you know, it's hard to, to beat a Trump take.
1: Yeah. Um, I was going to say one that uh, – speaking of Twitter, <laughs> Josh, it just reminded me because you said Shapiro was like saying she's not Um, It's funny coming from the guy who like tried to make a joke about like the coronavirus and he was like, you know, excuse me. Like the, the tweet was like whatever this fake interaction he had where it's like someone's like, excuse me, sir, can you – please observe social distancing and keep six inches away. And he was like, and his response in this tweet was to go, I'll show you six inches right here. It's like, <laughs> did you like rape someone? pin? is that the joke? Did you just whip your dick out and like assault someone? No, that's fuck? his, that's his height. Six oh, inches. oh, that's what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, his awful, like, but jokes aside, I was going to say like the, the depressing thing about the Trump thing is that, That's just one to one what happened. Like, he's not even really embellishing. He's just saying that's exactly what happened. And I just foresee all, like, the the blue check, like, you know, uh, galaxy brain lib takes to be like, anyone saying this is what happened, you're amplifying Trump's voice. You're, you know, whatever, circulating conspiracy theories. And that'll make my brain just melt even further and slide out the back of my skull as it's been slowly doing.
2: Well, I mean, also, like, we've seen, like, a lot of uh recently, like, a lot of the hypocrisy among, like, the more liberal uh people amongst us in terms of, like, on Twitter and stuff where, you know, Nancy Pelosi calls him fat, right? And then he calls him a doo-doo head or whatever, and then they're, like, clapping for her, and then they're, like, um, this one uh, e-girl from New Jersey follows one YouTuber. Um, She's canceled. It's, like, you're the people that are praising her calling Trump fat. Like, aren't you the guys who are like the vanguard of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Like it's kind of like,
1: yeah, like, yeah, body positivity and all this stuff. Yeah.
2: yeah, Like, like you guys are the ones that are like, literally, if you have a a book that is a little bit problematic on your bookshelf, you're canceled sis, you know, it's like, well, no, (laughs) like, it's it's good to be a well-rounded individual and have different, you know, opinions or like hear different opinions or whatever but like and like literally the people that they canceled her for was like Blair White or whoever and I'm like she's not a fucking she's not a Nazi it's like she's conservative also, but she's not a Nazi
1: and also that the one you're talking about the this is the New Jersey like goth girl or whatever the new yeah. obsession and this is just what happens with every obsession i'm surprised that the, um, the OK Boomer girl didn't kind of undergo a canceling or whatever. So did. people people, tr- Well, did they really? Yeah. They tried to cancel her over.
2: They found tweets of her about like three years a- ago. Or something.
0: And like tw- there were tweets in 2017 where she said some like she had some not so good takes, but. You know, people were saying, like, well, so nobody can, like, have bad opinions when they're, what, 19 or whatever? 16. Well, she's, like, 22 now, and it was three years ago. Was it? I thought she was in high school. I don't know. They were from 2017,
1: whenever that was. So, Either way, who gives a fuck? Yeah. right. She's a Twitch streamer. Like, I'd rather... Like, Ninja is a pedophile like Star is well I, I mean also
2: i mean yeah like women like it's just kind of like on the website of twitter like women just like absolutely hate each other like and dudes just keep rocking like dudes you know show solidarity And in like, in,
1: in fairness i do remember the okay boomer girl was like you know all these guys are stressing over and then she's like oh my boyfriend and then you had like a slew of just people you know, basically exploding because the, the constructed, uh, fantasy that they might get with. Okay. Boomer girl was shattered when she said she had a boyfriend. And so they unleashed their rage on that. But I thought, I thought she would fuck me. I was going to go yeah. to Texas. <laughs> I was going to go to Texas and get my dick sucked by her. Yeah. <laughs> I gave her $10,000. She read my name on stream.
2: Jordan, Peter, Six Jordan quarters. Peterson. You've, you've resurrected from your coma. Yeah. I left Russia. Oh, gosh. <laughs>
1: yeah
2: you just got to clean your room and then you can go have uh, okay. Boomer girl. Suck your dick. I mean, gosh, these, these postmodern neo-Marxists just want okay. Boomer girl to suck their dick.
1: Like Mickey mouse. he's like Mickey mouse and Owen Wilson combined. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, but like uh, this is just like the par for the course. Like um, I saw those memes where it's like my friendship ended with OK Boomer Girl now Jersey Goth Girl. It's like it's it just setting itself up. As soon as like someone someone's gonna comb through her shit and find something, and then you'll have, they'll have a smug tweet being like, "All these people, uh, you're really standing her." Uh, can't relate. Then it's like you know they'll also tweet about like whatever. Like also Tara reads a lying. Uh, cunt, most likely, right? Um, yeah, find something like that. Um,
2: we'll see. Those are the people. The people who like, I mean, Comtown had it right. The people who typically click cancel, like those types of people, are the people who will like tweet shit like gas the kikes or whatever. <laughs> like those are the people. Like when they were sixteen, were tweeting that type of shit. Like oh, yeah. The, yeah. the word, like the like actual Nazi shit.
1: Because it's not like an actual like. Also, in the Jersey e-girl stuff, it's like she like very explicitly it was like yeah i don't like blair or agree with her like beliefs i just like and it's like yeah like you follow it's like oppo research like i know plenty of people who probably follow trump not because they believe his stuff just because they want to see what the fuck he's saying yeah exactly like it's oppo research at that point it's like if you're liking them or retweeting them or replying to them positively that's one thing um but another but just Literally having them like on your follow list is like not that any in any case, right? Like that's just like and it, it's not an actual moral like problem they have. It's just you can get clout on the on Twitter, um, and I feel, I feel like I'm like a fucking like Phase Clan guy right now saying this, but you can get clout and you can get popularity by being the person who goes. Uh, huh. you're standing, uh, this girl who has like whatever Gengar, the Pokemon as her Abby. Uh, uh you're really standing her. Well, guess what? She, um, she follows this account. Is it, so like is it, you're like- all implicated.
2: It's the opposite of what like Anna Katchian or whatever it does on Twitter. Like, you know, when I was listening to Red Scare, like when she talks, she can formulate like halfway decent opinions and then other times she just regurgitates stupid bullshit. But when she tweets, it's like the worst yeah. tweets ever. And yeah. It's like literally all of her takes are the stupidest takes. But like it's the exact opposite of her, right? So like people will say, like, for clout or whatever, they'll be like, Oh really? You're following this person? Well, you're canceled now, sis, because these people follow these people, and by by a, a guilt by association, A plus B does equal C, you know? Yeah. Um, and then like she'll do the opposite, where it's like, oh, you guys are all fucking stupid, and blah blah blah, like th- those types of people, right? Like like yeah. the, there's people who are like going for the so it's like what what is your political goal, right? Like instead of using like humor, or instead of like you know, saying something about like saying something about anything, you're not saying anything, you know, it's like, at least like irony bros use humor. And then there's like some, like, you know, there's some posters that actually like, you know, say something. Right. But then like, there's, there's people who are just like there to it's it, they're, they're sharpening their pitchforks. Right. They're, they're ready. Yeah. The, they're in the cancel mob. And then there's like the other side of it who literally only talks about the cancel mob.
1: Yeah, no, it's like a, it's a Uraburos of Twitter bullshit. It What's all the political feeds, goal. Yeah, it just feeds into it, each other. It's like you are a part of the cancel mob, and then you have people who are like, yeah, exactly, who are anti that, who basically rely on each other. Like you need both of them to continue this like cycle of bullshit. Like you need people who get pissy about someone else, so you can be pissy about them being pissy, right? Well, and if they don't exist, then you've, you're out of a, a, a grift.
2: Exactly. It's like that. Uh, that Dana Schwartz chick. Like she tweets about. Like I had to block her finally. I was like, Jesus. I've had to block a couple people recently. Um, yeah. But I had to block her because all she tweets about is like how problematic the canon is, or something. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like that's her brand.
1: Yeah, yeah, the people who are like, listen up, folks. We're going to talk about how um, who's the guy? Descartes is problematic. You know, thread one of eighty-nine. You know, like you know, listen up, uh, fuck waffles. I'm going to tell you how you know the you know Aristotle is pretty sexist. It's like shut the fuck up. Like everyone past like 1840 sucked in some way based on like our modern sensibilities. I get that. It's like people who will be like, like, and like, I am so astounded every time when these tweets goes viral or someone's like HP Lovecraft, uh, all his monsters were racist. It's like, how do you not fucking know this at this point? His, his cat was literally called the N word. Like it's so obvious on its face. Why do people get surprised by this?
2: He wrote a poem talking about the creation and the mistake of God creating black people. And he yes. just titled it. He titled it the N word. So it's like you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. It's just it's not shocking. And and also like the whole like problematic canon thing. Like let me tell you something. I finished picture of Dorian Gray, right? And as an English major and reading all this shit, I just have to say that these people who are saying, oh well, like all the canon are white men. It's like yeah, they're they're all gay. Like they're all gay white men. Like <laughs> let me just tell you that. Like like Nick Carraway. Loved Gatsby. They were just really good friends. No, they weren't really good friends. They had sex. Come on. Like there's just so much gay shit in like old literature that it's like kind of this weird like double think where like there's a certain subset of fans that say, Okay, everything in literature is like homosexual, which a lot of shit is, right? Yes. And then there's another set of like literature people who are like, Okay, um, they're all just about white people problems, white people, white people, white people, white people. White people. But like <laughs> You know, it, it's like, this isn't like a new take. And I actually made the argument, right? And I remember on this podcast, I made the argument. Uh, why? What's a helpful political, what's a more helpful political thing? To create a canon that is so stereotypical that like every black author is just writes about slavery. Um, every Asian American author just writes about the Asian American experience. Yeah. Every native author writes about the reservation or, or what's more canceling the canon what what's a better political goal what do you want do you want and that's the thing do you want to to take the power structures that already exist which are oppressive and then like roll reverse or do you want to get rid of the power structures which you claim you do you want to get rid of the patriarchy cool let's get rid of the canon if we get rid of the canon we get rid of the the patriarchal canon
1: yeah that's a good point i was going to say that your point about um they're all being gay it's like yeah if you like it's like um it's like a checklist it's like do you have enough money to spend your time writing about frivolous things okay uh that's one check mark do you dress how do you dress okay you wear a lot of like like uh frills about the neck and have pantaloons okay uh you know like uh, do you Think about philosophy at all. That's another check mark. Like, <laughs> basically, it's like, yeah, like all these guys check off. And then it's like, yeah, the, it's like, if you're at a, again, you enter a certain tax bracket, you're just like a gay author back in the day. It's like, right. how much money were you making? It's one to one. It's like, oh, you're making, you know, whatever, 100,000 ducats. Yeah, you're probably a gay author because <laughs> that's the only people who had the time to do stuff. Because you're right. A, because you've got the money, right? You're not worried about women. Right. Cause you're just fucking other dudes and they're mm-hmm. always down. So you don't have to chase them. So yeah. it's all there. And, you
0: know, you're educated enough to be able to write, you know, like, you know how to write prose. Or if you're doing poetry, you have some sort of background and, um, you know, there's some level of affluence there. It's like, well, the reason why a lot of these guys are like, White, gay, white, white, gay dudes. I guess it's just because that's like that's who was writing at the time. I mean, it's just how. And also,
1: goes. like uh, Josh, I was going to say, it's like the educational experience was like, oh, we'll send our boys off to a school where they'll bond together. Like it'll just be 150. Can't,
0: <laughs> we can't have <laughs> men and women together because they'll have no, sex.
1: Never, never. So it's 150, but they still do this. 150 boys all locked together in a house with only men to teach them. So definitely not any gay stuff going to go down here. You know.
2: Dude, I started Moby Dick because everyone's talking about it on Twitter. So I was like, and I already had it. So I was like, we got to start it. It's really fucking good so far um but yeah they they are Queequeg and Ishmael are definitely gay for each other like they sleep in the same bed and like there's scenes where Queequeg like the he's like a the they call him like a barbarian or something or whatever there's like yeah. Queequeg like puts his head up to uh puts his head up to uh uh fucking Ishmael's and Ishmael's like and never have i met a more gentle soul and i'm like okay yeah yeah but but um but the whole point, like in saying all that, was that like you know the the uh, it, it's it's like it's a it's a rolling theme with like all of this entire discussion, right? Like the power structures, the inherent power structures. Like if you can be like a centrist, or you can be like you know we want the power structures to change, or like to 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 not the power structures themselves, but like the people in power to change, right? Like yeah, it's that whole thing. It's like the idea of like we need more female or, or like people of color billionaires it's like no we don't need billionaires yeah you know and especially with like jeff bezos becoming like you know the first trillionaire or whatever it's like we need to kind of analyze i think we need to analyze and like you know like that's what i was saying like on twitter um i might get in trouble for talking about this cold stop me if i do but um on twitter when i was talking about like how there are people in the political project that will be problematic. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there are, there will be people who in the political project will say racist jokes. They'll like be racist. They'll be sexist. We can't, you, you can, you can talk to them, but at the same time, like, it's not a helpful political goal to say like you're canceled 100% because if they're working class and you, you can show them their class interests and they come aboard
1: and yeah.
2: they're like, Hey, I mean, listen, like communists in South America are all Catholic, Okay. Like there are different shades of like communists and socialists. So yes, there are going to be some racist communists and socialists. And should we just throw them out of the complete, the movement completely? No, no, not at all. Like that is so stupid. That's the, those are the people who are down the alt-right pipeline, right? That like you, you can, if you, say like you're canceled 100% you can't come back because you made an off collar joke while you're working at the factory for 12 hours like no like that's the those are the people who they'll just become nazis they'll just are like, yeah. like centrist right like they'll have like even more problematic views and that's what i was saying on twitter like i said you know most of you people haven't worked in like a factory down south because most of the time like when you meet a, a good person, they'll say something like, "I'm not racist," but dot dot dot, and then they'll say something completely fucking racist. But then yeah. you talk to them about like communism or socialism, and they'll they'll agree, they'll agree with your points. Mm-hmm. And the biggest the biggest turn off for them is like they say, "Oh, this is like PC culture or whatever." Yeah, you know. And I'm not advocating for people saying slurs. I'm not advocating for people saying off color humor. I'm just saying that there are people in the within the movement itself that will be, quote unquote, using burning quotes again, problematic.
1: Yeah, and I've said before that it's like a good deal. I think of like the like mindsets that like I think liberals take for granted. Right? I think a good deal of them uh, of like these kind of mindsets of tolerance or like non like it's social conditioning to an extent it's like you believe maybe these sorts of things because you spend all your time around other people who believe the same thing it's like if you spend all your time around people who you know reaffirm like you know gender equality or like racial equality or like the uh validity of like trans people and their existence like if you spend all your time around people like that eventually you will come around to that because these are people you trust and, and 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 like hanging around and like you're part of the same political project. So you are going to at, at some point I think absorb that because it's like well there are, I believe these people on these other issues. So I'll probably come around on this. And I've said before it's like getting people in the door uh, politically can be. It's like if you okay if you want and and you and you should. Right. I feel like want these people to kind of amend their own prejudices and address their own uh, biases and all these things. And if you want to do that, a good way to do that is to get them in the door and then surrounded by other people who, who believe the same way. Um, and if you just shut the door in their face, then they're going to be – they're not going to be interested, right? If you, from the outset, uh, bake it all about scolding or about – um, uh, canceling them or whatever, right? Like, yeah, if you shut the door in their face, they're going to be like, you know. And those those walk next door to the uh, wide open Nazi party, where they're like, "Come on in, brother. Like, you know, it's all good in here. You know, oh, these things you believe will actually not only are they right and good, uh, you can go even further with them, and we'll teach you how.
0: When you look at the like the the average liberal and their mindset, it's it's very elitist, you know, it's like they want to be in this club where they, you know, I, I hate to use the term virtue signal, but they, they pat each other on the back, say, look how good, good of people we are, look how educated, look how above these, these vermin, these like conservative white trash vermin that is out there, and, you know, where are the good whites, where are the good ones? And it's like, you know, until nobody's going to come and join a movement that ultimately rejects them or tells them that they're evil and wrong. You know, like how do you expect anybody to change their mind about things? And I think to your point, Matt, you just proved, well not proved, but in your experience, you've seen that like people are willing to like listen to other ideas and it's a lot different also if they know you or they like see themselves in you. Like, when you're working with your, your coworkers, they probably don't see you as, like, as like um, superior to them or, like, looking down on them. You're just having a conversation like, oh, well, I know Matt. I know he's a good guy. And I, like, I see him every day. And the fact that he's a communist, well, maybe, like, maybe my idea of what a communist is is wrong. And, and that can lead to actual change yeah. instead of you just not wanting to associate or even, like, talk to them as human beings. It's, it's, it's depressing that, that that is like seems to be the mainstream view from the liberals is um oh we can't we can't even like imagine being friends with these people because they're canceled yeah, and they're toxic
1: you hold yourself above them Um I, I do want to say though and I've been thinking about this is that if we're um talking about like okay how did like getting people involved in the Josh you said you're not going to join something that will ultimately reject you. And I've been thinking on like, okay, who should, who should be, like thinking of the type of person who should be the face of like a leftist organization in the sense that who should be the people doing outreach. And because I think that's very important because um, if we do get people in the movement, right. Who are like, um, like uh, engage, like, sorry my dad walked in so i lost my train of thought um i was saying so you get people in right Classic. and they're doing like whatever jokes or uh, have uh they're, they're not quite there yet with their mindsets right so you see people who you may assign uh you know uh, who may you may be like oh they seem prejudiced or they say things that come off this way like politically we align on these things but uh, i 've seen uh i 've been around the types of things they say, and I think uh the, the having the people who are on the face should be the ones uh uh you know front loading these ideas and being like okay here 's the um you know because it 's like okay, you have uh like you know women right want to be in your movement, and if there 's any truth like the brochelist idea is that I do think that if you get a, a group together, it's all dudes and you're all making jokes about how women like dudes rock and all this stuff, right. That for women, it, it probably is a turnoff. Cause it's just like, like, and, it, and if you don't have someone who's like out there being like, yes, we recognize gender issues. Yes. We recognize like the experience that women, uh, you know, go through that men don't. And that, uh, are the, the movement itself is, the, is, is, you know, takes that into consideration and wants to uh, fix that, right? Um, if you don't have that, then it's just like, well, it's just a bunch of dudes circle jerking, or do they? It's a bunch of dudes who uh, overlook my experience, right? And you could extrapolate this to other groups, uh, you know, when it comes to race or whatever. So I think it's in. Like, I'm just, you know, been thinking of. Okay, you should have people. That's why it's like I've talked about like it should be me- inclusive.
2: It should yeah, be yeah. it should be all inclusive. You're right. Like it's not just like um you're not it's not just like brochelists and it's not like people who just say slurs, but like in at the same time, it's not not those people either. Right. Yes. It's literally like because like it's a it's a you know, it's a formulation of like the working class, right? Like the, the, the proletariat, you know, it's not it's not necessarily you know, and that's the thing about like especially like Uh, like liberals who pose as socialists like up north. Uh, This is what I was going to say earlier. Um, I feel like they have such a contempt for Southerners, like no matter who you are. Right. And there's like that turns off people, right? Like people from New York, like say, oh, like people from the South are just fucking stupid or whatever. And they're uneducated and yada, yada. While they're sitting, you know, they're sitting on their $72,000 tenure track, (laughs) entry-level fucking <laughs> like position teaching, yeah. que- you know, Native American queer studies or whatever. Like, those are the people who, like, look down on people, right? And they say, oh, like, you know, you're you're a white guy. Like, like a white dude in the South working in a factory has, like, more power than this person, like, you know, in New York. Like, you know, uh, writing magazine articles titled, like, why Tony the Tiger is canceled, but, like, the leprechaun is fine. You know, like, shit like that, you know? And it's one, like one hundred percent correct. Like it's it's a it's a movement that is inclusive, but like at the same time, there's no there's no exclusivity about it, and it's not like an exclusive club, which a lot of people treat it like it is. Right? There are the people who have the idea that socialism or communism is just solely the Ubermensch, right? The Uberman or whatever. And he's just going to be the guy, like one of the fellows or whatever. And that's it. And then there are people who are like, okay, well, no communism is for like queer people of color or whatever. It's like, no, that's the point. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, it doesn't matter if you, like, sorry, but abolishing the state and like implementing the dictatorship of the proletariat, it's going to help everybody even people you don't like like yeah. that's that's the whole point like the whole like even if joe blow down the street is completely fucking racist or even if like you know um joe blow doesn't like you know um trans girl that lives four to, four doors down having health care they're both going to have health care like yeah they're both going to have their basic needs met you know
0: yeah and we we had kind of pivoting to slightly um That same argument was made when, uh, you know, Bernie was still in the race and they were talking about canceling student debt. You saw all these people saying, well, we can't cancel everybody's debt because some people are rich and we don't want the rich getting benefits. You like, I think you saw Pete and some other candidates say that. It's like, well, no, like we want everybody to have their debt canceled. It's not like based on merit. It's like this whole idea of like, Meritocracy, or these people deserve this, and these people don't. It's like it should be all inclusive. Like everybody should be taken care of, despite uh, whether they're they're rich or poor. You know, it's it's like why do we have to exclude one or the other just to make it fair?
1: Also, that's annoying because it's like they're they're rich. They're gonna they're gonna pay off their debt. What the fuck are you talking about? Like they're gonna get their pay- debt uh, uh, debt paid off. It's like they're gonna do that anyway. They have exactly. the money. Yeah. Like, a person
2: a person who graduates, right, college and is rich and makes I don't know, like a million, two million dollars or whatever, right? Like paying off their like seventeen thousand dollar student loan debt, which they probably don't have debt anyway, right? If they're like coming out of the gate rich, but paying off their seventeen thousand dollar loan debt is gonna be less of an impact on their life than it would be for a person who makes like fucking twelve thousand dollars a year paying off their $50,000 loan debt.
0: Yeah, exactly. The, the people were criticizing UBI saying that, well, the like you can criticize UBI, but they were saying, oh, well, you know, the $2,000 a month or $1,000 a month, if w- rich people are going to get that and they don't need that money, so it should be means tested, right? And it's like, well, no, because that $1,000 for the poor person could mean like, Having food on the table that month um, and keeping the lights on, where for the rich person it doesn't really mean anything, but you shouldn't make it means tested. That doesn't help the poor person.
1: But it, and also, it's like it's a universal program, so everyone pays in, if, and if everyone is paying in, then everyone benefits. Like, yeah, that's and like- if
0: the rich are going to be paying more, ideally in this situation, you know, we'd have a progressive tax bracket that actually taxed the rich and they didn't get a
2: bunch of tax breaks. Like, I mean, why the fuck? Like, honestly though, like, and this is k- kind of off topic, but like, you know, the rich are already benefiting from like all these things, right. They're already benefiting from the money that people pay in. Right. Because like, fucking as we saw when COVID happened and these people were on these committees, they fucking sold their stocks and became multi-fucking millionaires. One, yeah. why the fuck are Congress people allowed to have stocks? That's fucking ridiculous. And there's this, I, I sent you guys the pod, or I told you guys to listen to that podcast, right? Um, that Sean Mack, whatever the fuck his name is, like he um, has it and he talks about, like it's called grubstakers. They talk about like uh, the the ultra rich and they're saying that like, the defense, because you can't do insider trading, right? It's illegal to do insider trading. But like the defense of these like congressmen and women, were that like, oh well, we put we put uh, we have a trust, right? That 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 does that. We have a we have a we have people that do that that trade and, and buy stocks. And it's like okay, well, like you uh, unloaded Delta stocks, you unloaded like all this stuff, and you bought stocks in like medical supplies. Just it just so happens that you bought it after the meeting. And right. it's like there's like one senator that they even talk about who's it's her husband, is her, bin, is her yeah? Is that her?
1: Yeah, that's the bitch. That's she's from Georgia, baby. Woo-hoo. That's who we get. We her we her, had a hus- her husband.
2: Her husband. Her husband runs her portfolio, and she's like, I don't have control over him. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't have control over him. Well, he's, he's also you can tell her, her husband's also the
0: president or CEO of some company too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he he so like, like the,
1: headed like the New York so, Stock Exchange.
2: So think about yes, yes, Cole. That's right. So think about it this way, right? So like these people are already benefiting from like, like what? What did Martin Luther King say? He said it was um, it's aggressive socialism for the rich, and it's like aggressive capitalism for the poor, and it's like one hundred percent accurate, right? Like people, like these people are making like millions and millions and millions of dollars just like insider trading and getting away with it, and like b- by stealing you know, the wage labor value of the proletariat. And then like, they just want the proletariat to like throw themselves, throw fucking bodies to try and get the line to go up. Right. Which is absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's that whole argument of like, well, these social programs, right? Like, well, Oh, well, like, what about, and and this too, like, Oh, unemployment benefits. Like, Oh, like, people get more in unemployment than, than I do working like that's bullshit. It's like, why, why is that bullshit? Like they're, they're poor people who are being helped right now who really need it. Right. Whereas like, like you don't care about rich people fucking stealing your money, but as soon as poor people steal your, like don't steal, I'm not saying steal your money, but you don't care about rich people exploiting the system to steal your money. But as soon as poor people really need help and they're, they're given money to help them get back on their feet, it's automatically like freaking the fuck out. It's like, well, why don't you just wake up and see that these congressmen, Congresswomen, you know, um, these millionaires, billionaires, whatever, they're stealing your fucking money. Like they're,
0: Ah, it's so frustrating it's dude. this it's this we like really ironic thing about the American mindset and I think you really hit on it. We could probably talk about this for hours, but you know the idea that people freak out over people who like are poor getting money but don't care if these giant corporations get you know a two trillion dollar bailout and you know unemployment in America is like pretty awful for most people you know if you're a a gig worker or a 1099 worker like getting your money you you might be able to get it now but before then it was virtually impossible and it's still like if you're a 1099 worker there was like a point where you weren't they told you to not apply for unemployment until like a certain date so all the other people could get unemployment first or something like that but they realized oh we have enough gig workers who are out like uber drivers and all these other gig workers that that they're going to need unemployment too. Um, another interesting thing is like, we're seeing how other countries have done these emergency payments where like Canadians get $2,000 a month and it's, it's super easy. They get it like next day and granted it again, they're not covering everybody, but they're doing a much better job, excuse me, much better job than we are. And it's like, in this country, you have to scrounge to get it. And um, many people aren't going to be able to get it. Like the, the unemployment claims numbers that the, you see in the media about like, oh, today or last week, 3 million people filed for unemployment. Well, like that's a lot of people, but about half of those people or three quarters, like aren't going to even get it. They'll be denied. Like, I think it was, Like 1.5 million people applied and only 750,000 actually got it. So even though we're seeing these really high claim files for unemployment, only about half of the people are actually receiving them. So that's kind of fucked up.
1: Yeah. Especially since the numbers are – I mean we're probably going to get into like 30% unemployment. Astronomically like unthinkably high. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but we got to throw bodies to fix the line, dude. We gotta we gotta fix the line so that uh you know billionaires, millionaires, millionaires and billionaires can profit just yeah. like off of human suffering and stuff, right? Like they honestly like, and I've said this before. Like at a certain point of like making money, you're just evil. Like you you there's no there's no good millionaires. There's no good billionaires. They're just fucking evil people, right? There are people who who have a million dollars. Right, who have worked their whole life, and they're like, you know, whatever. But there are people who are like, oh, I've just like, you know, bought, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, forty or thirty or whatever, and I've just bought a bunch of fucking stocks, and I, I really fucked over, you know, these people. I became a congressman or whatever, and I just profited off these people's backs. It's like, well, that's wrong, honestly. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again: the stock market is the dumbest fucking thing that's ever been invented. Why the fuck do people? it's so stupid like it is so dumb like playing the video game of like counting numbers and shit what the fuck what does that mean how is that productive to society it's not it's awful dude
1: well look like yeah some would say that you know investing like untold billions into a line um that if it go up it good and you make money but if they go down then you're fucked right someone say that that's um uh quote unquote uh rock fucking stupid but you see here in america we understand that uh, money doesn't exist and it is a fake concept so you can throw all you want at this line uh and i mean you might even become you come to worship the line because the line really like you know, you come home to your wife, she makes all your food, you know, your parents beget you and all that. But really, your, your, your interests are tied to the line. The line dictates uh, everything you do from now on. If it go up, new boats, you get a new boat, you can go ride the boat, you can do all this shit. If it go down, you're fucked. So everything really comes down to the line. And you may even come to love the line uh, as a, in a sort of weird Stockholm syndrome. The line keeps you safe. Get and it's good Stock, and more. Stockholm syndrome. Shut the, shut the fuck up. <laughs> God, damn, you you've derailed me. Uh, no, uh, Cole,
0: you made me think of like, uh, you know, we talk about like uh, the rat race or that, you know, life is a game. And it's like, well, the way the system works is, yeah, it's a game. There's some people who have to play by the rules, and then there's others who, uh, you know, money doesn't exist, and they just have it. Like, they just have the currency, and they didn't really need to do anything in it. They're just given it, um, while the rest of us are, like, scrambling around with our our few coins, trying to, like, actually play the game by how we're told the rules are,
2: when other people
0: are just – breaking them and and nobody cares
2: yeah some of us are told that if you work you know hard your entire life and you be a good little citizen and shit like one day you'll you'll be the boss of the people who bullied you and like you know you'll you'll be able to survive on your own you just got to go to college right and then you're good right and then it's like well also um you know I just need to work hard. I need to get into a master's program, then get into a PhD program, and then when I graduate, I'll have a a, a adjunct job that is three months and pays me like jack shit. Pays me like a, a handshake and a yep. good luck.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And if you're uh, lucky, even lucky, luckier, uh, you'll get your adjunct adjunct job and have classes for the summer, and then a fucking pandemic. We'll cancel every in-person class during the summer, and then you don't have any classes during the summer. So great, you know. Or it'll be even better when you get a position teaching uh, tutoring, and then the pandemic shuts down all the fucking centers. So now there's uh, like a quarter of the opportunities to go around online. It's all online now. So yeah, even if you do get the tutor, you get to do it over a fucking computer screen, which let me tell you, very personal. Just mute
2: what? it uh, an inquiry from a, from a friend I said, just mute it. Okay. Um. Yeah. But anyway, like that's what I was saying. Like I was thinking, I tweeted out this today. I said like, I really wish I was like, yeah, it's like getting a humanities degree is awesome. Cause we get to dunk on like STEM majors and shit. And we get to make fun of them for how stupid they are. Yeah. But also like, damn, I wish I was good at science or math. <laughs> like I wish I enjoyed doing
1: that. Yep. Yeah, I wish I had like a whatever a degree in like, like uh like whatever IT bullshit, and I could just get by on that.
2: Yeah, um, like cybersecurity or some bullshit.
1: Like we can make fun of STEM nerds, but then STEM nerds can just just make money. Yeah, and they're just they're like,
2: drive drive their Lamborghinis into us. Yeah, <laughs> while we're having our having our uh, cups, and we're like, please, yeah, sir, can you please As buy a like,
1: coin? can you spare an adjunct position <laughs> are you hiring for history faculty please yeah, <laughs> yeah. did you find it
2: a, l- a little bit personal but did you find it like hard to get an adjunct position like how 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 easy was it or not easy but what was the process looking like
1: for you uh i applied to um a number of places But I was, I got a call back on, as as far as specifically adjunct stuff, um, because um, like kind of immediate graduation, I was actually going to like, I guess, pivot to like trying to get into like private sector, like admin work or whatever, because that's what I had been doing. Uh, Like as far as like having an actual job, that's what I've been doing. So I was like, I'll just do that. And then. Uh, I didn't have much luck there. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'll like actually use my degree. So I applied to a couple adjunct places and then I, I, I got a call back on one pretty quickly. And then um, like my interview went really well and I got, I basically got kind of hired in the day of the interview or whatever. So I guess that wasn't too difficult. Um, and it also helped that that school had been like kind of steadily expanding its history um, whatever, but they're, they're, not re,
2: they're not re upping reopening you for summer.
1: Or- well, they, I, I am still like with them. I'm still employed or whatever. It's just that the classes they canceled online and face or face to face in hybrid classes. So anything involving meeting up in real life, they canceled, and that was my summer classes where where I only had like two, I think, and they were both basically in, in person, and so they canceled those. And they're not adding any new ones because, you know, enrollment, like there's not enough like people enrolled at the moment to add new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm assured that the fall there'll be plenty of to go around. I don't know if that's the case or not, but um okay. Yeah, I'm still employed with them. I'm still like um in communication and all that. Um so uh, I'll probably stick with that as far as like just picking up classes every now and then though I am looking to get something full-time now because you know, I'm just this uncertainty it's, it's getting to me.
2: Yeah, dude. Like I uh, l lo- again, a little bit TMI for the pod, but who cares? I like woke up today and I was like scrolling through like looking at job prospects and stuff. And I was like, okay, bad, bad decision. Like looking up like, you know, like, what what can you do with a graduate degree in English? And people being like, "Don't ever get one." That's uh, a bum, <laughs> right? And so I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I
1: was
2: like, "All right." So I, I'm thinking, I think the route's just going going high school. Honestly, I think that's just the go-to route, even though I hate children.
1: I've been considering that too. Yeah, because that seems to be the, um, I guess, the most like not surefire but the most established way of using especially i have a master's so i'd even get paid more
2: yeah i'd have to i'd I'd either have to get certification just like outside of schooling because i just have an english degree
1: yeah
2: um or i'm getting an english degree or i have to go for a master's uh which honestly i'm probably just going to go for the master's and get that higher pay grade out the gate
1: yeah i think um yeah i'll look i've been considering doing like a a teacher certification i've just been kind of pushing it off because i i've you know i want to teach in college but mm-hmm. with a master's i'm i'm limited to doing part like adjunct or maybe doing like like a lecturer type deal well but, even um, with a, even with a phd
2: like i was reading today like even with a phd it's like pretty scarce you know like you're yeah, fighting for the- yeah
1: yeah tenure track jobs are and especially with, uh, uh, like, you know, the pandemic and all that, we're probably going to see even less of that. So that's great that the things I want to do are just sh- shrinking and being sucked dry. It's right. awesome, man. Have you ever felt like, like
2: you should have been born, like, 30 years earlier or something? Like, if you would have been 30 years earlier, like, you would have been able to go to academia and, like, you know, uh, be able to do what you, uh, you know, what you what you're good at, or what you wanted to do, you know what I'm saying? Like there was academia jobs, yeah. like twenty thirty. I could years have ago.
1: like been teaching history at like UCLA and had like a big ass house. Yeah, would have been great. Then I would have been assassinated in Beirut. Yeah, uh, I was watching <laughs> the Last Dance.
2: Yeah. Yes, I yes. <laughs> oh, dude, so dude, it is so good. I want. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we can talk about it a little off pod, but that that is such a good good documentary. It's also yeah. good. To, to see like Michael Jordan's liver failing,
1: apparently I looked it up, and apparently his eyes are just like that. Because mm-hmm. I, I no, mm-hmm. like for real, like some, like it was a doctor, and he was saying, "Well, if you look at this, like from whatever, like five or ten years back, his eyes look like this." And also, like, like, like black men can get like just pigmentation in their eyes, and it's not related to anything. So. I don't know. Apparently, like it is possible. I'm not ruling out liver like jaundice or whatever, but it's (laughs) possible that he just has like yellow looking eyes and it's not uh, like medically related to anything. But yeah, it's it's a fun documentary. It's pro Jordan propaganda, but it's 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 fun. Um, I, I love how. That one like sports guy watched it and was like, "Yeah, this convinces me that Dennis Rodman's boring." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Rodman's like the most was <laughs> one of the most entertaining characters in that." Like, like I almost like I, I laughed out loud when it cut away from like whatever it was like uh, I think night, like the game two or three of the '98 finals to show Rodman at like WWE. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, <laughs> what the fuck? How do you get there?" <laughs> like he, they won that game or they lost it or whatever, right? And he fl- flies out to go to, like, to wrestle with Hulk Hogan. I'm like, this dude rocks. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, dude.
2: But, yeah, that so that's been, I guess, if you guys want to talk about anything else or not, but I guess that's been the pod. Um,
1: good talking about Oh, go ahead, Cole. I was going to say, I had a closing remark, maybe, on the Pelosi thing. Yes. Because, so the video
2: of her melting or well yeah she thing. is
1: a, a moist melting bitch uh candle basically um no it's the the the, the fat gate right mm-hmm. so um uh pelosi so like i i for one maintain that it can be funny to describe kind of awful people and describe their appearances in a negative way uh, because they're awful and that's really what i'm getting at there um but i don't you, you can't go about it the way, like, Pelosi did because Pelosi just said, like, oh, he's morbidly obese, right, which that's a medical term. So uh, when we're talking about making fun of, like, you know, Trump and pointing out that he's, like, a big boy, right, just saying he's medically obese to me, it's like you're just – like, again, invoking, like, a medical term. And it does apply to, like, it, like, there are people who are probably nice, fine people who are clinically morbidly obese, right? Uh, so for me, it's it's about going, it's about describing around the concept of Trump being fat. It's saying Trump has the body of a hefty bag filled with vegetable soup, right? It's saying Trump has the body of a overgrown squash that's gone rotten, right? It's it's doing stuff like that. Uh, to me, it's better than just coming out and saying, "Well, Trump is like qualifies his BMI qualifies him to be a a, a, a morbidly obese man." Or her follow up, which is to say that Trump is a child with dog doo doo on his pants, and it's like, why dog shit specifically? You can't even say he pooped himself. Um, which again, the way to go about that, and like, that's almost getting to the perfect Trump own, which is just to just say that Trump, uh, wears a diaper and he poops himself. Right. Uh, because that's something you can just repeat over and over again to say like the Trump, you know, say like, you know, uh, Mr. President, right. You say all these things, but have you made a boom, boom in your diaper yet? Um, and you just say like, Trump says this about Corona, but we know all know that he wears an adult diaper, so should we believe him on anything? And then just basically make the conversation about how Trump is a big baby who wears a diaper. That's better than just doing what she's doing, which is to be a bitchy mother to her her big overgrown son, which is what she's doing. Um anyway, that's my two cents on that.
2: Joshua, closing remarks.
1: Uh
0: I just anytime we talk about Nancy Pelosi, I, I just can't stop thinking about her opening the drawer of her $5,000 freezer <laughs> and just Jenny's yeah. ice cream is completely filled in it. And yeah. knowing that there's an ice cream company that's supporting like the abuse of children and pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah the, my, my last thing was um, it's, it's yeah. very interesting because we didn't bring it up during the pod, but for my closing remarks, I want to say that we did get to the bottom of Obamagate. It is as bad as people are saying. Um there were things that were coming out, right? Uh, it's awful. Yes. yes. Terrible thing. Um and honestly we we've seen a connection. So we've seen two connections with ObamaGate, right? So there's Jenny's ice cream with ObamaGate and then there's also uh Papa John's oddly enough. You know when remember when Papa John said there's a reckoning, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> he was talking <laughs> about ObamaGate.
1: <laughs> it wasn't Fucking, coronavirus. Right. Papa John Sitting in front of a camera, pizza grease leaking out of every orifice. You of said them. you ate
2: 40 pizzas in 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, I'm Stay more tuned. pizza
1: than man. <laughs>
2: Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, that's what he's, he's talking about. He's talking about Obama gay. That's exactly And it. You know, Trump, Trump tried to warn us. He said it's we all know what it was. When it was bad, and you know, like we did know the, it was bad. Yes. the Washington Post and the New York Times are fake news. We know yes. this, and they won't. They won't report it. Like they, we've seen it in the news. We've seen it in other areas of the news. We've seen it on Fox. We've seen it partially on MSNBC, and even on C-SPAN. We know what it is. Everybody knows what it is, and it's it's worse. It's worse than you could imagine.
1: Yes. <laughs> 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 just trump just going up there like folks i talked it's i talked to, to to john to papa john you know better ingredients better pizza he told me he says you know i can't do a fucking trump voice you know he said folks he said Obamagate it's, it's a reckoning listen, you know? listen
2: i talked to papa john and it turns out that it was china that was behind it all